I'm Grant Zimmerly. I'm Brock Vogel. And this is That's Inside it. the Hive. We want to... All right, all right, let's roll it, awesome. boys. Oh my gosh, this is this is gonna get off the walls. All righty, welcome in here, guys. I mean, this is just Joel, Joel. It's, let it roll, big dog. It's cracking so bad. Let it roll, big dog. Let it roll. Wouldn't know. I don't want to I mean, deal with it every. Like low budget live. <laughs> Whew. This is a this is a loaded loaded episode. Episode twenty eight, really the finale. Yeah, no pressure. With with some of the boys. I mean, really? I mean, this is the last one. Yeah. This yeah, is man. The last, one. last one. It's hit. It's hitting hard right now. But uh, episode twenty-eight of Inside the Hive, welcoming on two great friends of the show, Brock Vogel, Grant Zimmerly. Welcome on, boys. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Happy to be here. Once again, we are recording live from the Perrysburg location of Sidelines at one thirty-six West South Boundary. They are locally owned and operated, and are excited to be serving the Perrysburg community. Thank you, Sidelines, once again for sponsoring today's episode. All right, boys, with the first question of the day, tell us a little bit about yourselves and who you are. Well, I'm Grant Zimmerly. Uh, I'm an offensive lineman at Perrysburg, and I will be continuing my academic and athletic career at Toledo. That was, that was good, man. That was good, bro. That was pretty good. That was pretty uh, good for you. I'm, I'm Brock Vogel, um, a senior at Perrysburg, and I fish a lot. I'll be continuing. I'm a fish in college the University of North Alabama in the fall. I got a question already. What do you fish for? I fish for <laughs> bass. Great. Fish bass tournaments. Yeah. You didn't Large mouth it. and smallmouth. What's your favorite bass to catch? Smallmouth bass. <laughs> okay, give me a top five bait right now off the bat. First smallmouth. Oh, this week's rank it. I didn't even put one in. Let's I'm gonna go. I'm going to go with um, mega bass jerk bait. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told you like those jerk baits. <laughs> Oh, no. Thank remember, God this is the last episode, remember baby. That time, remember that time I took you fishing and I caught seven times the amount of fish on you on that jerk bait? Does that ring a bell? <laughs> no, you were both, you're both coming to this episode after a long day at work. Um, would you mind telling uh, the listeners where you work and how your shift was today? All right. First of all, Grant doesn't work. He's a paid babysitter. <laughs> hey, keyword is paid there we go. Um, I work at Kroger, and I stock fruits and vegetables, and today was quite boring. <laughs> um, they call me a fitness coach at the YMCA. Do they now? In your year of working, how many people have you coached? Uh, I've coached a whopping four classes in a little over a year of work. Um, for the most part, I get paid to watch movies, um, talk with some people in the gym that I find cool, and that's about it. <laughs> Now, now, who would you describe these cool people as? Um, usually, you know, they're a little older in age, and mm-hmm. I, I seem to like the wise people at the YMCA, and I like picking their brains and learning more about life because they've had a, quite a few more years of experience. Respecting your elders, nice. Now, Brock, what's the funniest story you have from Kroger that is appropriate for the uh-huh. show? What do you define as appropriate? Uh, well, yeah. Why don't you just say it and then we'll uh, um, use your brain. So I used to have to clean bathrooms a lot, oh, no. and I oh, saw a lot of very like very gruesome things in the bathroom. <laughs> oh dear! One day, this was in the matter of thirty minutes. I went in the bathroom, and I mean, 
I don't know how this happens, but <laughs> Jesus. I'm talking about all over the toilet seat. Oh no! And I was so astounded by what I saw. I walked out to go like find someone to like tell someone what I saw. This guy flagged me down. He's like, he goes, your store's on fire. I was like, what do you mean the store's on fire? He's like, there's smoke coming out of the back. I was like, what? Walk back. First of all, it wasn't a fire. It was one of the people that like stocks, like the grocery people, rammed their like uh, power jack into a fire extinguisher and it fell off the wall and sprayed an entire industrial sized fire extinguisher all over the store. (laughs) And I'm not, I mean, You'd think you could just mop that up. Joel's having a heart attack off the screen. You'd think you could just mop that up, but it's not. Like, that's like, you'd mop it, and it would dry, and it would still be there. (laughs) It's so funny for no reason. So, for a good 30 minutes, the whole store looked like a, there was a campfire in the back. Like, it was really hazy and, like, foggy. There were some low-hanging clouds in the store for a while. Jeez. That that, that one, that's up there. Oh, man. I I don't know how you, like continue working after like having to process all that i mean uh i also let a a shopping cart go flying into a lady's car one time oh jeez i used to do carts it was one of those really windy days and i had a whole stack of carts then i had a singular one with me and i went to push the stack in and i left the singular one like just sitting out there and i turned around and i mean it was flying across the parking lot this lady was driving and it just T-boned her. Now, like, what's going through your mind when, like, you... you I, 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 I knew it was faster than I could ever run. I just watched it go. And it just you smoked just, her you car. Just, you just sitting there watching watching this cart go. You're like, uh-oh, and I went, uh-oh, I, 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 uh-oh, I, like, uh-oh, went up uh-oh, to her. Bang! What did she say? She goes, how bad is it? I was like, oh, it's pretty bad. She goes, how, like, how bad are, is it? I just... I was like, I was like, there's a good couple dents. <laughs> couple dents. Yeah, all Jesus. four corners put a. <laughs> no, no. And then she just left. She left. That's, yeah. That's she didn't even awesome. like, like, like. Was Kroger gonna have to pay for it, or are you I liable mean, in that it, situation? I. That's not my responsibility. The car. I didn't. I didn't push into her. <laughs> the wind took it. Okay. That's valid. I have a crazy uh, work comment. So you know, one of the front desk ladies at the YMCA. Love her. And anyways, she was telling me a story about back when she used to sail in college. And so, you know, the big the big white things called wind turbines? Mm-hmm. She told me, I think they should tur- turn them on more often. Like, <laughs> she goes, the big white you know, thing. It was, a, it was a windy day, and she's like, the government's got to quit turning the, on these wind turbines. And she was like, back in my day when I sailed, we didn't have all these wind turbines, so the wind was just less. And I can you define sailing? That sounds like a Grand Zimmerly comment. Oh my gosh! Now Brock had a good question though. Can you define sailing? Like, what do you define sailing like, was she as? She out there on like a sailboat, or we like a dinghy, or so like... when I talk about sailing, um, the way she explained it, they had a 16 foot wooden boat that had this mask in the center. Which, if you don't want a, a mask, mask. <laughs> a mask, it's a mask, a mask, a mask, a mask with the yeah, a mask. And she said she'd sail that thing all over. They'd have races up and down the mall, me in those sailboats. And she loved it. <laughs> she loved it. So she said, the wind's not as good as it is nowadays. So bless yeah. up on your wind. You take it all in. They didn't I have could, it back in the you day. Know, I, Thanks I for could, sharing, Grant. I could picture you in, like, like purchasing a sailboat, just going out there Grant on a Sunday the afternoon. to ever be allowed to own a boat. I think, I think that'd be, that would be, like, incredible. Just seeing Grant out there in a sailboat, just floating away there. Grant does have a boat, believe it or not. Oh, I do. about your boat. I do own a boat, and 
And this boat is, it's a its a good Maumee River boat. That's how I'd explain it. It's about 14 foot. It's got a 25 horse on it. And More important than that, does, is, is it a dry ride or does it does it fill up with water after 20 minutes? Um, it, it's known to have a leak or two. And so, you know, every about 30 minutes, there's about 25 gallons of water in the bottom of this boat. Um, and Brock's got a story to tell you about this boat. Brock, oh, which story? Was on the bottom? Yeah, you, you know, any story oh, about I a boat's about good. I almost sank it. Oh, let's hear that. Whoa. Let's hear Can we that. Hear both? Um, so the sinking at one, <laughs> we drove up to like downtown Toledo, and then Grant's like, "You want to drive?" And I said, "Yeah," and I was driving. I mean, this like massive boat comes by, and I can see his <laughs> wake, and it's like, I can see his wake, and it's about like, I don't know, it's a good like three foot wave and we're in this little boat that like <laughs> one good bump and it's gonna break in half and i like i had tj tackets and grant in the boat and i was like it's like guys i don't know what to do <laughs> like this wave was like like we're in this little boat and i'm like looking up and the wave's like this tall <laughs> you're like, like oh no I'm like wow this is not gonna end well and i kind of just like really slowed down we just like coasted through them <laughs> and tj up there tj's like afraid of i don't know about everything yeah and he was fully convinced we were going in. Mm-hmm. Then the other time, the one where Grant, yeah, like I said, Grant should not be allowed to own a boat. And we were out there looking for a water for a, you know, like a rope swing. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's the first time we ever took it out. Like, this was like sophomore year. We had Geo in the boat. Oh, man. And Grant was so distracted by everything going on that his boat was just dragging on the bottom <laughs> in about like six inches of water. I'm like, I'm like Grant, you're on the bottom. And this all, three people's a lot of weight in this little boat. Then Grant got really nervous, starts like rocking it all around, trying to <laughs> trying to get us off. Then what do we start paddling? Yeah. Then I dropped one of the oars in the water. <laughs> and then after that, Grant got so mad we just we had to go home. We, <laughs> we, we had to we had to go home. We didn't get more than two feet off the beach. Oh my gosh! My favorite Brock Vogel boat story is what you were telling me when you were. Well, I think it was when you were coming back from UNA. And you were like wrestling the the cover in the middle of the. No, that was coming back. For, that was like a month ago. I uh, fished a tournament up in Michigan. Oh, Michigan. And there's like 45 mile an hour winds, <laughs> and uh, it was raining. So I was like, I'm gonna put my boat cover on coming home. And you know, I didn't really think too much about it. And I'm driving. I was actually I was on the phone with my mom, and oh. Oh. <laughs> I was I was driving. I look back, and my boat cover normally is kind of tight to my boat. And I look back, and it's like starting to blow up a little bit. I'm like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> and I, so then I go under this little bridge, and it like, it like kind of like sucked back down. So I was like, "Oh, we're fine." And then I go, I'm in the middle of this field, like just outside of Adrian, Michigan. Forty mile an hour winds blowing across, and I look back, and my cover is like blowing <laughs> everywhere. And I was, I was on the phone with my mom. I was like, "Oh, my cover just blew off. I gotta handle this." I pull off on the side of the road. It was pouring rain. It was like. 40 degrees. Middle of nowhere. 40 mile, I'm by myself. Stuck, just stuck. And anytime After I, dark. I tried to pull it back down, and then the other side would fly up. <laughs> and then I'd get, the, I'd get the other side down, then it, the other side would fly up. And I literally just stood there in the rain. I was just, like, thinking to myself, I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I didn't – it was either – scenario number one was I take it off, and if mid-taking it off, it just takes flight. Because I thought that – and I thought that's what was going to happen because it it's like a big kite. It was either that or try to get it on and drive up somewhere else and fix it. So I opted for option number two. Seems like a safer option, right? It I it was a little scary. I've never like had to do anything on the side of a road before, but like I was really scared of getting hit by a car. But we made it. I did mess up my gel coat on my boat a little bit, but that's fine. That's neither here nor there. Way to go, Brock. Yeah, I, hand, I handled that situation. 
Grant, what do you want to say? You feel like you want to say something. It's okay. Speak your mind, Don't man. Be shy, Grant. Not appropriate. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. With our next question, guys, have you listened to any of the episodes of Inside the Hive? And if so, which one is your favorite? Can I be honest? Yes. yes. You can be honest. Listen to a combined four minutes of Inside the Hive. Four minutes? Yeah. Oh, you haven't even heard anything good then. I've listened to like one and a half podcasts in my life of the Inside the Hive. And the one was Connor Wanzak at about five in the morning the day after it came out before game. So I, I was getting right in the morning, you that could gets, say. That get you fired up. Yeah, you got me hungry talking about all that pizza, but that's besides the point. <laughs> there you go. And my other episode was the the Twins episode, and it was pretty solid. Oh, man. I, I hope. I think I listened to the start of, like, a volleyball one or something. Avery and Sarah. And I, I didn't really. Or or Wrigley. We'll get to Wrigley later, Grant. Her episode oh, was pretty yeah. good. You should listen to that. You can learn a lot. You can learn a lot. By the way, I'm taking her to prom, I guess. Yeah. You guess. You guess. What do you mean you guess? I think you it's you are. You guess. It's this weekend. Yeah, prom is Saturday. Uh, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm excited to go, and I can't wait to see what the night holds. You, you gonna bust some moves out there on the dance floor, or like what? Um, you know, BCSN used to call me the dancer robot on the sidelines, so I'm gonna stick with my name and <laughs> I'm, bust I'm, it out at I'm, prom. I'm sorry, I don't think you ever heard that one. The dancing robot. Yeah. Have you ever sure seen me on the sidelines? No. Uh, I might maybe self-proclaimed, but <laughs> maybe BCSN used to. Ninety percent true. That's what most of my comments are. Now you going in a group or like what's what's your plan here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we are going in a group. It's only six of us and it's And I've said a combined fifteen words the person I'm taking. So. <laughs> Did you guys hang and out the we, other day, Brock? No. Oh. Now Brock, who are you taking for the audience? I'm taking this girl from Lake. Plays volleyball. Some, some girl from Lake. How good at volleyball? Going to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Uh, Vanderbilt commit. Never seen her play. I can't really speak on that, but yeah. <laughs> She's gonna be taller than me. Is that a problem? Is that going to be no, a problem? I'm not intimidated. <laughs> not intimidated. It's like taking Grant to prom. I mean, no, it's, yeah, probably. <laughs> She's a lot better looking than me. <laughs> I mean, I'd hope so, but you know, Brock's yeah. capable ain't of a hard, lot of things. Ain't hard to beat my looks. That's I for was sure. Say, that's not saying a whole lot. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what? I mean, we're working with what we got, you know. So it's all good. Now, mention this a little bit. You're both committed to play college sports next year. Can you talk to us about how you each fell in love with your respective sports and what makes them so special to you? Well, first, when you use the word sport, you got to use that lightly. Yeah, lightly. Because this guy's is not really a sport. It's a <laughs> hobby in college. But <laughs> this, this guy's? Yeah. This guy. Um, and anyways, you know, I'm excited to play football, you know. Um, yeah. That's, that's how you fell in love with it? You're just that's how you felt. How would you fall in love with the sport? You're like, football. Yeah. Um, so, well, you know, my love story is a little different than most Division I of athletes. Um, and so my love story, I guess, started in the third grade when my mom said, you're going to play football. And <laughs> I'm sorry. Joel, Joel Rogers got an order of fried pickles, and Joel was envious that I got one before him. So no, Why are they so like, massive? They're good. Now, they're going to be like, oh, my God, this is so hot. Like <laughs> – Going back to how I fell in love, I guess. And oh, so here we yeah, go again. Good the, fried pickles. The story restarts. and So the story started in third grade when my mom forced me to play football because that's what my older brother did. And I went through about uh, five years of not really enjoying it and just going up and really? putting in minimal effort and, you know, just getting by. And, and then freshman year, Cade really pushed me to my brother. Cade's my brother. He's a – he's a – <laughs> the team down south team, you know, I don't say that B- name. BG for the record. 
And anyways, he, he had forced me to do a lot of, like, extra work with him and stuff. And I didn't really start to fall in love with football until after I got hurt. I tore my ACL in my junior season, and, and that's what really us uh, really made me love the sport. It was like, you don't know you love it until you don't have it, and that was true for me for football. That was very eloquently put, Grant. You know, I didn't realize it took you that long to fall in love with the sport before realizing that, <laughs> you, you know. Do you know what eloquent means? <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> I mean. Just, I, no just, comment. Just, yes. That's Grant's go-to. Whenever you ask him a tough question, he goes, yes, yes. That's his go-to answer, but uh. What do you got for me, Brock? So, uh, growing up, I fished a lot, and then it was always one of those things like my family like forced on me because my family is a bunch of fishermen, and it was like fourth, fourth or fifth grade that I decided like I really wanted to like go out. One of my neighbors asked me to go out and do it, and everyone always says like there's like that one moment that you're like, wow, I want to do this, and I like caught a fish first time I went. It was a largemouth bass, and that was like kind of what set me off, and then I fished pretty much nonstop until about eighth grade and I learned that tournament fishing was a thing Mm -hmm. and fortunately for me I was in a club called Northwest Ohio Junior Bassmasters you should tear it up back in the day and I met a kid (laughs) (laughs) I met a kid named Nick Seitz who I ended up fishing pretty much every tournament I fished with all of high school and a bunch of other tournaments and he also fished in college now and then once I got around my sophomore year I was like boy I kind of want to fish in college and it's pretty much all I think about and do. <laughs> this fish. This fish. And yes. you have to clarify that for yes. the audience. Not, I don't just sit there and think about it like, boy, <laughs> boy I want to fish in college. Well, one thing I, I want to preface is if you're ever in class with Brock Vogel, he will sit on his computer and look up <laughs> Bassmaster.com and look at their pictures. He will scroll. And, I mean, if there is any sort of fishing tournament on with live coverage, it's on. <laughs> yeah, there, there was like, a span. There like was what, a, what, are they, what, what are they showing it's on, like, just TV just or like, streaming? You can, you can just pick up because it's just people fishing. You can pick up on little things they do and the way they do things differently than you do. We were so watching like, what March have you Madness? learned? Like, what tendencies do they have that, like, you're trying to use when they're It's not bass even, fishing. like, major things. It's also, like, I mean, it's like watching golf, like – if you don't, if you don't, if you don't fish, it's like why are you watching some guy fish? But like same with golf, like mm, I can see that, I'd rather yeah. watch paint dry than watch someone golf, and I'm sure oh. that's the same for people with fishing. So that's kind of mm, like it's just I like can see that. I don't know. It's just, it's it's enjoyable to me. You know what I mean? This is terrible to say, but I think I've watched both, and I think watching fishing is much better than watching golf. Well, it's fun when they're reeling them in. I mean, uh-huh. yeah. I personally think the only good te- good things that come from the fishing channel and the golf channel are Sunday afternoon naps. <laughs> that's valid. You watch NASCAR. Yeah, NASCAR's a that's, great one to take a nap. That's in. the best to take a nap. Vroom, vroom, yeah, vroom, vroom. Left turn, left turn, left turn. Oh, how about another left turn, baby? Woo! Well, okay, well, let me like, tell you when why. When you watch NASCAR, like, it's only fun in like the last three laps or when they crash. Yeah, that is the whole point of watching NASCAR. You, you start it, you watch the first ten laps, you take your nap, and then it takes about four hours to do what for a NASCAR race to go on, and then you wake up about mm, six thirty, and you're right in there on the last ten laps, and it is great, great racing. And so they you're, show you're, all the wrecks you can on take, replay. You can take a four hour nap. I can take a nap every Saturday and Sunday in my life. But man. like a four hour nap. Uh, I've been known to yes. <laughs> That's you, crazy. It's like I got a question for for Brock Vogel right here. Um, since you know fishing is a very expensive sport. Oh, <laughs> very, when I mean very, very expensive. It has to be one Lucrative. of the most expensive sports to play as a, as a person. Well, you see, and you gave so, him credit. He's playing. So, so how do you afford to bass fish? 
Well, to start off, I have extremely, extremely supporting parents that are that I'll never be able to repay for all the stuff they've done for me over the years for paying my entry fees and helped me out. But I've also had a job since sophomore year, and I wish I could Very say commendable. That, like, big I wish, word commendable. I wish I could say I pay for everything, but that's just. This is not possible. Do do any of us pay for everything? I mean, yeah, let's be honest I, but I, I do. I do put in about twenty hours a week plus school in the summer. I work forty plus hours a week of construction to help help offset the costs. But uh, yeah, luckily I have very supportive parents that I love a lot and help me out. Brock, I have a quick question. Have you ever done fishing lessons? I I, I haven't directly done thing? like fishing lessons, but I've taken younger kids fishing and tried to like. Mentor them. Wow, yeah, mentor that's them. good on you for spreading the the game, spreading the game, the the sport, spreading yeah. the sport. Yeah. yeah. I have another question too for Brock Vogel. So, so you know, you, you have a very supporting dad, as you said, and when you roll up with a nicer boat and car than I would say ninety percent of fishermen at a boat ramp, what goes like? What is that feeling? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> There's not really a. A feeling with that because I don't know it's just a boat it's a tool and I mean I don't like I don't look at someone differently because they have a smaller or older boat or something like that it's all just a tool and everyone's out there doing what they love so I just I don't really I don't really get like a feeling of arrogance or something like that surrounding that all right thank you for answering my question I have another one right here loaded up oh yes loading. so we know in Michigan is illegal to power load a boat. And if you don't know what that is, it's using your motor to put your boat up on your trailer. And, and it is very frowned upon in Michigan. So I have a question. Do you power load and how often do you power load? And what's your take on people that are anti-power loading? <laughs> that is such a great question. That is great. This is a directed question because of an event that took place one time when we went fishing. <laughs> but, um, you know, <laughs> not sure how to answer this. But, I mean, from time to time, I do use my motor to put my boat on the trailer, yes. <laughs> Even though it's illegal? <laughs> I like, you I should like, be a lawyer. I like to ride that line. Technically, I looked up the law, and power loading is only when you use it. It, it. it goes from loading to power loading once your boat hits the bunks, which is the thing that your boat, like, rides up onto. So, technically, you can, you can ride the line there. I mean, I, it just depends. So, can you tell us about this experience you're talking about? Um, it was, I took Grant fishing a little while ago and, you know, we were done for the day coming back and I had went and got the trailer and I was in my boat about to put it on the trailer and this guy in a smaller boat kind of like was pulling up to the dock and he waved at me. He was very friendly at first and then he proceeded to smash into the dock with his boat. Like I'm talking like all of six miles an hour, just boom. And I think that probably sorrowed his mood a little bit. And then I, I proceed to go up to my trailer. I was by myself. I will admit, it's a lot easier to power load and, like, drive your boat all the way up. And that's what I did. And I don't think he was very happy that I did that. Now, what, uh, like, what, what's bad about power loading? Am I missing something here, like, that I should it's know really, about? Michigan is the only state it's, like, illegal or, like, you're not supposed to do it in. All it is is, like... So a lot of the Michigan boat ramps are shallower, oh, okay. and when you do that, it blows out a lot of the stuff. Like, mm. and I don't, I really don't know what's wrong with it. I I don't see the reason why it's like frowned upon. This this situation we're talking about, the guy never said anything to me. He was just standing on the dock, like getting mad at the world for some reason. <laughs> he didn't like directly come up to me and say anything. I never said anything to him besides 
a little wave when I was pulling up to the dock. <laughs> yeah, Brock's so, friendly big wave. Yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah I, didn't, I don't know what I did. Like, I don't get how that really got him that fired up. But, I mean, to each their own. I mean, yes, I was probably in the wrong, even though there's a sign. I mean, considering there's a sign that says no power loading at the end of the dock. So, yes, I'm probably in the wrong in this situation. I'll admit that. But, yeah. All right, Grant, back to you. Can you talk to us a little bit about your recruiting process and how you – came to play football at UT. All right, well, my take on recruiting, for any younger kid that might be listening to this, um, recruiting is a mess. Everyone knows it. Um, so my recruiting started out with um, I went to a couple summer camps my junior year, so summer football camps to like help get recruited. And um, It started out with Bowling Green. After my Bowling Green camp, um, I got called upstairs to the office, and I got my offer that day, and then about 12 hours later, less than 12 hours later, Toledo followed up with an offer. But after that, I had nothing. And then I got hurt that junior year, and I had yeah, no college coach. I got hurt my junior year, and no coach reached out to me um, after that. But I would just say recruiting is a mess and pull because, like, you work – like, you think you, – you, I mean, you think you're, like, the, one of the better players, and you'll see guys that are not as good – um, like not as good football players, but I guess in the college's eyes, they're more physically fit and have a higher potential cap than you, which I feel like is hard to accept because, I mean, you watch their film and it's just not as good as like you would, you would believe for what they're getting. And I'd say it's really frustrating and you just got to stick in there and do it. Is, this, stick in is it. this what we're getting at? He's talking to Luke Montgomery. No, I love Luke. I think he's a great kid, great athlete. He's got a great frame. Um, Ohio State's put up, put a lot of weight on him. And if you watch the spring game, he did a pretty good job, so I can't really hate on Luke. Have you guys Montgomery. seen what he looks like now? You know, Grant, you I are going to be great at UT when they ask you tough questions like that. That was very professional. Yeah. I'm, I'm proud of you for that answer. Thank you. Now, <laughs> here's, here's another question for you. There's a couple rumors swirling that Joel Katie may try and walk on at UT as no, a football player. Are there any happen. thoughts on that? Any not comments? Um, Joel. I love you, man. Not gonna make I'm going to have happen. a serious talk right now, and so please look at me. Toledo is a very pretty good Division One school, I would I say. That. I mean, I'd say they're pretty good for the MAC and stuff. And Joel, I love you, man, but I I just don't think you have the tangibles to make it at Agreed. the Division One level. I, love I don't you even guy. have the tangibles to you. make it at the Division Two level. <laughs> I did not say that, but I. <laughs> that's but. my honest thoughts. Oh boy! Yeah, no, I'm like. You guys should see some. Of the I don't know if you should put that in. You, no, no, we're you keeping can, that. Even, we're keeping that. I want to say this: some of the kids I'm around, like even at Ohio Dominican, like some of these guys earn like all-state honorable mentions and like first-team all-districts, and I'm over here like third-team league defensive lineman, not even playing the position I'm going to college for. It's so funny. Hey, I think you just keep working hard at it, and Lord knows, I mean, you got four more, four or five year more years to build up, and hey. The future is in your hands. Thank you, Grant. Thank you for the inspirational words. Now, they want you to play left tackle. No, guard. Kiss that goodbye. (laughs) Ain't no way you're sitting at guard. (laughs) Completely agree, Jack. How about about nose tackle? So it kind of went I was playing tackle, and then after I committed, they decided to tell me that I was playing guard, which I'm fine with. I absolutely – Like, logistically, how are you going to – how are you going to pull on, like, a backside uh, run. Better than you. I don't know. We won't test it. We won't test it. Hey, little do you guys know, Jack Weisenberger was an awesome offensive lineman back in the day. Thank you, Grant. Thank you, Grant. 
They sleep on Seventh me. Grade they football, sleep on baby. my talents. He was so good. They called him Big Red. Damn right. Coming around that black that backside, <laughs> knocking him out. Uh, <laughs> Joel's laughing because he remembers that I got to play more than he did back in junior high. But, you know. He did actually play more than me. I can confirm. Yeah, seventh grade. You didn't even know that, did you? That's okay. It's all right. It was a long time ago. A lot of different people back then. Um, yeah, I remember when that seventh grade coaching staff just decided not to have practice one day, just free practice because they were tired of coaching us. That was a proud moment in their coaching staff. I mean, was that was that the year? Was that Godsy? Yeah. yeah, the golf day. You guys, yeah, were playing. you guys were just chipping balls into like a mini pool. I'm like. <laughs> God, someone's got an ego problem. Like, this is bad. And the thing was, is our is our football team for our grades were never really that bad, so I don't know what they were talking about those days, but well, I assumed we deserved it. I pretty it, God, God, It's because they, were, they were really mad that we ever. lost to Timberstone. We lost that game because – or was it – No one was listening to him? Well, here's another problem. How can you develop any football players when every day at practice you're running – First team offense versus first team defense only, and then switching them, and the rest of us are over on the sidelines like watching the whole practice. Me and, Jack and then he he, sub, he subs you in for like two plays and expects you to know like all like the signals or whatever when he, you're you're backside and you're supposed to pull and you're like I've never heard anyone call this this city out or whatever, and then he goes you're supposed to pull I'm like. You never told me that. Like, it, had I known, I would have been in the right spot. But you never told me that. To I'm be like, fair, we should have been like, watching done. the practices and learning. Oh, However. from the sidelines, so we can hear him. Like when we're like seventy-five feet away, like say, "Oh, Louisville left guard, you got to pull on the backside or whatever it was. You got to pull on the other side, like whatever." No, no. As all my coaches said before me, or no, nah, nah, that was not right. As all my coaches said, said. Nah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say something that sounded good, but <laughs> well, what were you gonna say? Come on, Grant. Come on, Grant. As all as my coach has said before, mental reps, baby. You can't be in every rep at football practice, and that's just a fact. So you got to take every rep on the sidelines, and mentally working on it by yourself and getting better mentally. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, like, like in, in, in your mind, were you doing that in seventh grade? Uh, I would like – Do not even grade. try to say <laughs> – yeah, do not even try to say that. Like, you can't. In seventh grade, um, I was more worried about what was for dinner that night, let alone uh, football. But I really exactly. stepped it up – really stepped it up towards later in my high school career. I started taking mental reps seriously and watching film of practice because, obviously, like I said, you can't be in every – Every play at practice, so watching film and learning is huge. Now, did you have, like, an idol or somebody you looked up to that played football growing up? Um, my biggest idol, but also the person I hated most, would have to be my brother. Um, <laughs> I look forward – like, I want to be like him, and I want to have a good college career. He's had a pretty good career so far for only playing one year and um, – or starting one year as a freshman and being, like, an All-American freshman and – whatever else he was freshman year. Um, so I do idolize him, but also he's like the person I hate the most, I'd have to say, because, I mean, he expects a lot of me, and I get that. Um, being brothers and competitive, and we've always been uh, one another. We've always been out of one another, so I'd say um, we, we have our times where we don't like each other as much, but we get through it because we know we're just trying to better each other. Now, which, what's like the worst thing that Kate ever did to you that you didn't realize was a good thing at the time, but now you look at it looking back and you're like, that made me a better person. Well, yeah, I think it was 
I think it was freshman year. Um, it was about seven thirty on a Saturday. We had no practice, nothing. I had no intentions of getting off that day, and and Kate had intentions of going to the gym and getting an extra work. And he was really serious about this intent, so uh, he picked up my bed, me sleeping in it, <laughs> flipped me off my bed, and said, "We are going to the gym." And I was really reluctant to head on out, but. Getting, that's a big, getting, that's a big getting, word, baby. Getting rolled out of your bed, man. Nothing like that gets you woken up. So I I went to that gym that day. Attaboy, Grant. Attaboy. What's he's like been, the worst thing your brother's since. actually done to you that has had no benefit? He's been going ever since. Folks. We're just I mean, terrible. We're like Morse brothers. You know, we've, we fought. We've. What's like the biggest fight you've been in, I feel like? Cause it, it probably gets there, bad. There's lots of blood. <laughs> um, we've wow. had blood drawn, you know. Um, I'd, like, <laughs> I'd like to say my favorite fight was, uh, I'd say we, I was about – Maybe in fifth grade, he was in seventh grade, and we were in a B dubs um, playing. Uh, I think we were playing like um, claw machines. And anyways, I don't remember what he said to get underneath my skin. All I remember was picking him up by his collar of his shirt and slamming him up against, like holding him up off the ground and holding him up off the ground on an arcade machine. And that had to have been my peak of fighting with Cade. That's amazing. That's a lot to unpack. Isn't I it? I did not know how fifth grade me had that strength, but. Hey, you make me mad, and I got got super strength. What if I told you that fifth grade Grant Zimmerly had that dog in him? (laughs) Brock, um, I know Mr. Rogers is particularly interested, and I'm sure some of our listeners are as well. How did you get recruited into fishing in college? Okay, so college fishing is kind of a weird deal. You don't say. It it is. Uh, A lot of the bigger schools – because um, at least because and it's not an NCAA sport, so a lot of the bigger schools like Division One, like SEC schools, it's a club instead of a team. So there's no scholarships. I can say pretty confidently, no one's getting a full ride to fish in college, and that's just the truth about it. And so I kind of waited until around the end of my junior year, and I like made a list of schools that I was interested in going to. Based off, I had three things. I had location, the actual fishing team, and then, of course, the academic part of it. My mom was really concerned about the academic part. I was concerned about the other two. <laughs> so We know which ones you choose or chose, Brock. Yeah, so I had like four or five schools of mine. I, I had some smaller schools and some bigger schools. But the other really odd thing about college fishing is the smaller schools are predominantly the better schools at college fishing because they get a lot more funding. They're, it's easier for them to like miss time because it's not such a big class and they can get more one-on-one attention. So I had kind of a mix between the two. And I took some tours. I actually took some without like ever – the other weird thing is a lot of college fishing teams, they don't have a coach. It's like it's just student-ran clubs. Like where I'm going, University of North Alabama, it's a student-ran team. We have a advisor that manages like all of our like – we have any problems with professors or anything like that but it's a student-ran team and that's like for all like like all the bigger southern schools too like Auburn Alabama like all those schools they're the same way they don't have a coach or anything so like I where I'm going University of North Alabama the first time I was ever there I just went on a tour like a normal like if I was just looking around because I wanted to see like the campus to make sure like I knew that part was something I was interested in and then after that, I talked to a bunch of people. That's what I tried to do because if there's not a coach, you can't really get, like, an unbiased opinion unless you reach out to people on the team. And I did that and kind of just narrowed it down to three. And then, yeah, I got any questions? What was your top three since you said your top three? So what were they? What schools? Uh, University of North Alabama, Adrian College, and Carson Newman University. 
Where's that? Uh, Tennessee. Hmm. So what set UNA apart from the other two? The other two in that list. Grant's doing our job hey, for us. It's wonderful. Right, so hey, what, you do more than Joel. Yeah. <laughs> what set? A lot more. What set UNA apart was first of all the location. It's five minutes from one of the best lakes in the country. Mm. What's a good lake? Like I wish fishing, this lake is crazy. Lot, there's just a lot of big fish. Fishing's good. It's all like it's a big lake. A lot of big tournaments. Another thing is. Oh, Pickwick Lake. It's five minutes from Pickwick Lake, McFarland Park. You can almost see it from the campus. Mm. Um, How do you spell it? Oh, there you go. Uh, Pickwick. Yeah, that's a, that's a lost cause there. Pickwick Lake. Oh, so, yeah. Now, while yeah, while they're doing that, Joel, that it all, oh, my I, mom finally brought cookies to the episode. Uh-huh. And uh, Mr. Rogers needs to try one of these on the record here just so that we have a record. And while they're looking for the campus and getting us a – visual of it, Mr. Rogers is going to try a cookie on on the podcast. Yeah. So, this is good. Wow. That's an incredible cookie. Is that, is that the campus? It? No. It's, oh, I was I mean, going to say. That that be... like, you can eat the whole plate if you're not. You're really good. You, you're really good. they're bite yeah. size, right? Uh-huh. They're not like a big cookie. They're like bite size. So, like, you can eat the whole thing. And not know what you're doing, you're like, oh my god, I just ate a whole plate of cookies. Yeah, that's um, that's incredible. Great cookie. What's the rating out of ten? Would you say? That's at least a nine. A nine? Yeah. Okay. What did you just ask for again? He's gonna. He's gonna. That's how we met. And like the Joel Grant is gonna do something that has never been done on Inside the Hive. Super important. No, let's. Grant is gonna create a segment. So we're gonna talk about how me and this. Brock Vogel met and and our and our story, I guess to say. Brock, that is a beautiful campus, by the way. It is wonderful. I mean, the lake is crazy. They they have a lion on like a actual lion. That's a selling point. North Alabama lions. They have a like a full blown lion in a little thing. Was the seventy five percent girl ratio? Did that help the decision? I mean. I mean, it was up there. I mean, that, yes, that, it that, has. That was, it, was, was a, it was the leading cause, actually. That was not the, the leading cause was the team and the people on it. Brock will be reeling them in, safe to say. <laughs> He'll be <laughs> reeling them in. Jesus Christ. You liked that one, didn't you, Joel? That was hilarious. Great. What did you want to talk about? Uh, I wanted to talk about how we met with each other, so I guess we can get Brock's version of the story first. Okay. Let's hear, let's hear it, Brock. Um, I remember being in kindergarten. And it's actually funny. Like four, three of my three of my friends I've been friends with since like kindergarten. Like Nick Hartzell, TJ, and and Grant. We've all we all were in the same kindergarten class. And I vividly remember Grant. I mean, he was he stood out when he was younger. He was, he was a little bigger of a boy. And I remember I was sitting there playing with Legos one day, and he walked over and kicked my Legos. <laughs> like I'm talking, like walked over and just kicked them. And and I don't know how, but then we were friends. That's all. I mean, that's all I really remember. And I remember hanging out with them. And then um, I remember going to your birthday party. Oh, those are always that, fun. That's, that's a vivid memory of mine. And then after kindergarten, I moved like, I mean, at the time it felt like I moved like three hours away, but I just moved across like Perrysburg. <laughs> so I went to Fort Banks nice instead home. of Woodland. And... Then I, then I didn't see Grant again. Like, I'd see him, like, here and there. I'd get, like, that birthday party invite that I wouldn't really go to because <laughs> I hadn't like seen awkward. him in, like, a year. 
And then it was like, didn't what was it? Probably like sixth grade. Yeah, sixth grade art class. Yeah, the same, same three, the same, the four of us were all in the same art class again. We added Gio this time. Gio Restivo. He's the one that kind of brought us together. Yeah, because actually, how I met Gio. The toe collectors. We should was, get to that story too. I was, you know. I'll say I was probably a little bit of a weirder kid in sixth grade, and Gio and I's lockers were next to each other. First day of school, I whacked him with my locker. Like, those little <laughs> top things, I smacked him in the head so hard with it, and he got so mad. But then, like, it was like, after that, it was like, so what class are you going to? We were going to the same class, and we started walking and talking, and we're friends. Yeah, and that's our story. We took six years off, and... And it's like nothing ever happened. Nothing yeah, ever like, left. It's like we never skipped a day, and we've been best friends ever since. We, I'd say, we almost talk on the daily and hang out every I weekend. See, I don't and see you as much. We don't have any classes this year, so it's, I don't really see Grant as much anymore. Yeah, we don't have any classes together. You know, the teachers caught on, so they they stopped putting us together. I was actually supposed to have two best classes with bromance twenty twenty three. Brock Vogel, Grant Zimmerly, best bromance. Because we didn't submit a picture. They did, like, the stepbrothers picture. <laughs> so my mom, my mom, she's like, did you see what they did? I was like, no. She's like, did you guys send that in? I was like, uh-uh. Because I thought you sent our picture, and then I thought you thought I sent our picture in. <laughs> and it turns out neither of us sent our picture in. So. Oh, that's hilarious. Great. Do you know what Ste- stepbrothers is? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's a movie of sorts. Okay. You've never seen it? Is all my time at the Y? Nah. One of the best movies of all time. I would, I'd give it a watch. Will Ferrell. um, John C. Riley. No. You touched my drum set. This sounds familiar. Let's let's go here, Joel. Okay. Okay. Being a college athlete obviously consumes a lot of your time. How do you feel you will be able to maximize your time usage in college? Well, Toledo, they do have a really great. student athlete help um that's what i would say um we have uh, schedules written out for us on a weekly and monthly reminders um we have someone that goes through our class workload and helps us prioritize upcoming work and make sure that we're getting all of our assignments turned in on time and stuff so that lasts for about our first year as a freshman on campus and if we continue to have struggles in in the schooling part of um of college life um, they will continue to help us along the slide but that's how Toledo kind of helps us bridge over, and they also put us in summer classes, and those summer classes are kind of to help us see like where we where we possibly might need help. So like some of my classes I'm taking the summer is like I'm taking an intro to English class, and uh, that's going to be a fun that's one. Needed. Is there, are they going to be doing that's any writing? Needed. <laughs> are they going to be doing any writing in their grant? Well, I'd assume there'll probably be some papers, so we'll see how that goes. Chad GPT is going to save Grant and Freshman. No, you can't. No, no, no. They're catching on to that, my man. Don't be stupid, Joe. Right, not yet. Don't be st- Oh, they're catching on. It, it sees now, it man. if it's over 150 words, my man. Better not be chatting. Better not be Chat GPTing your uh, reading ladder. If I'm gonna be completely honest, I do not use Chat G- GPT to like write papers, but it does a great job at editing them. Yes, yes. Like re- I use it to reference my entire. Paper. When when something I don't cheat, like that is used responsibly, it can be very beneficial. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not out there saying like type me up my essay. I'm just saying like make this well, sound make this sound better. Specifically, you say, write me an essay on whatever topic you're doing. And then yeah, you read it and type it That would be what topic. they call academic dishonesty. Miss Northrop's not going to listen to this, so I don't care. She can know about the academic dishonesty. But Miss Gherkin will. Yeah, well, Miss Gherkin 
loves me, so I refuse to She's believe She's going to give you a 0 out of 40 if you turn it no, in. No, I, I didn't cheat. I didn't cheat on this one. Oh, says the <laughs> Jewish psychiatrist Victor Frankel. Yes. that ring a bell? That does. He put I, that, I literally made that up. He put that in his Dead Poet Society. I did not make it about up. But Jewish psychiatrist yeah. Victor Frankel. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've heard of that guy, too. I'm sure you have. Oh, yeah? Ring, rings a bell. <laughs> you, guys, you, guys are, you guys are nuts. But, Brock, how do you, like, get into the tournaments if it's, like, a student-led team? Like, how do you, like, enter the tournaments? So, um, a lot of, like, we have, I think it's either weekly or bi-weekly team meetings. And, I mean, the way UNA works, pretty much they recruit people. But then we have a certain, like, anyone that's on the team can pick and decide which tournaments they want to go to. So then it falls on them to, like, sign up, if that makes any sense. So, like, when I'm down there, I'll be able to pick which ones I want to go to, where I want to travel to. And, I mean, it's all within reason. I'm not going to be able to go out to, like, California or anything crazy. So I have a question. You know, how we talked about how Tina Toledo helps bridge over their athletes. Um, what is what is UNA's rules about going to school and missing school and and applying fishing all on the same day and kind of how to balance that workload? What's the rules? So, um. First of all, to stay on the team, I have to uphold a 2.0 GPA or higher, and I plan on doing that. So, a lot of that falls on the anglers and the fishermen themselves on the team. To the what? The anglers. That's like another word for fishermen. Oh, okay, okay. That, that falls. <laughs> Where was your head at? There, I, I didn't dude? know what they were. But like in terms, like uh, UNA has a lot less structure compared to Toledo. Like, but. It, this is different for like beautiful campus though. So. Yeah, that is but, like, it, it really does. It's, you're just a you're like a student athlete. So being a college fisherman, your biggest priority is school while also fishing. So do you guys have certain times of days that are kind of set out to do certain things? Because I know it's Toledo. We have like a practice in the morning and we have schooling after that. Does UNA do anything kind of like on that level? Uh, I believe we have built-in study times, but a lot of that, like I said, kind of falls on the the person themselves to take take charge in their academics. And I mean, I know personally speaking, I want to get my degree and get good grades while also fishing a lot. So I have to stay motivated and driven and try hard in both. What are really, you majoring in? You know, that's that's a great question. <laughs> um, I have it set as accounting right now, but. My confidence in math has dwindled over the past quarter of school. Well, so I might quarter four calc has not been ideal. Let's just be honest. Quarter four calc has been a train wreck. Let's just be honest. honest. I'm, I'm there with you. Compared to struggling. quarter, let's say quarter three physics, what would you compare Quarter three physics, I had 100%. Really? I did. That's impressive. Physics is not at that at hard. At one point, Joel, did you have a 23%? Regular, regular was, physics. It was a 26%. Not CCP, not yeah, AP. Actually, regular physics is... Pretty easy to grasp. I, I, I never concept. fell below A. If you would have told, told eighth grade Jack that I would have been taking physics, he would have thought you were smoking crack. Well, you know, considering Joel almost failed seventh grade science, I would have said that's probably yeah, right Joel on didn't par. Get above a five out of seven on this last physics test, he was not going to pass the class. <laughs> what he said. Joel yeah. Katie. Senioritis hitting you hard, man. Oh. Like a bus. I've had senior rights for 11 bus. years. Considering he hasn't been to school the last two days, I'd say yes. I would like to say. And he probably, I, mess- he probably messaged Doc sick, and then she goes sick again with a question mark and two <laughs> exclamation points. No, let's actually let's pull up a message between me and Doc. I think so. One time I, uh, so I was sick the day we had a test. Was <laughs> I actually convenient. sick? How convenient. Maybe. I don't think I was. He's not sick now, but he was sick and then today. I got. 
seven texts from Joel going, why is Miss Holinsky messaging me? I was she, like, I don't, no, I she, don't know. She texts me with the subject of the message, are you kidding me? Exclamation point question mark. Uh, if you're actually sick, I hope you feel better soon. If not, I I'll that. think of something good. Smile, Miss age. And I, I texted Brock and Sam, and I'm like, what the hell? Because I was, I was scared for my life. Miss Kalima's probably going to listen to this. And I'm like, Kalima. 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 Am I saying it right? Kalima. 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 He, he went instant Kalima, not Kalima. We snitched on him instead of the maybe I should have showed up for class. I, I think I didn't feel that morning, but I definitely could have been there by physics. But somewhere in that's between. That's either here or over there. Yeah. That's, yeah. All right. I got a question for the two. Grant, hold no, no, no. Okay. okay, for the two of us? I have a question for the two hosts of the show. Um, Can we get, like, know where you guys are going to college? What degree? And, like, why you kind of chose that degree? Jack, you want to go first? Or... Yeah, because I know you're still making up your mind the over there. But, uh, no, I think I got it made up. I will be attending Miami University in Oxford, Ohio. And uh, I'll be majoring in business analytics. And a little bit about that is <laughs> you kind of analyze what's kind of going on inside of a – a business and where they they have room for growth and you look at their assets and kind of see what's going on so you can talk to people and see kind of where there's room for improvement within a business what caused you to go there over ohio state oh uh, they gave me money and at the end of the day that is what it comes down to that is a deciding factor isn't it isn't it brock i mean they they said this is what we're willing to give you and that made tuition a little bit affordable and um Obviously, it's hard to turn down free money that they're giving to you because they feel that you're valuable and they want you to go there and represent their university in a well-put-together manner, and I hope that I do that for them and get good grades. So, How many hockey games will you attend next year? You know, I haven't looked at the hockey schedule. I, I hope Ke- – well, McKean's my roommate. He played high school hockey, loves hockey. We'll probably go to a few, you know, just for fun because it's on campus. It's something to do, you know, get out of the dorm. So I heard their figure skating team is great too. Um, they actually had an Olympic um, figure skater that graduated. Will you be seen at any figure skating competitions at Miami? Um, no. no. Why? Could you explain why? Can you, could you elaborate yeah, on that? Yeah, please. Um, I don't think that's at the top of my college priorities. Maybe something may change, and it might be. I don't know, but not at the top of my list right now. They have five dollar pitcher night in Miami. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, skating. Young Gravy performed at Miami at one of the uh, establishments. He, he performed at UNA as well. Yeah, look wow. at that. Look at that. And he came local to the University of Finley. He, he, he had one at Finley, too. Look at him, you know. He's just hitting all the stops. I know. All the establishments of these fine universities that are great representations of the prestigious college. Uh, so then, Joel, where are you going? What are you doing? And how are you going to so, pass? How am I going to pass? Okay. So right now, plan is I'm going to the prestigious Ohio Dominican University in Columbus. Real the be- the better school. The better school at football in Columbus. Did Completely you say the Ohio State University? The Ohio Dominican University. Oh, <laughs> are you, you're gonna, wait, yeah, 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 I said it right. Ohio State is not achievable for me. If Jack can't get accepted there, I don't know. I, think I just they, they didn't get there. Maine. I got in, but I didn't want to go to satellite campus too. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but I'm gonna and be you can't you can't turn down money when they're offering you money. Yeah, it's no, tough no. to do. Miami made sense for you, but um, I think I'm going to be majoring in exercise science, which is kind of <laughs> ironic. Could not handle Very that. Very ironic, given the fact I'm 340 pounds. 
Um, Does that first word intimidate you? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, baby. I don't think exercise scare him. I think the word cardio does. <laughs> oh, good thing cardio is not in the oh I could be gosh. a cardio specialist. Oh, my goodness. I could be a cardiologist. But now, are you going to try and, like, get into physical therapy school? Is that, like, an That is what's going to happen. Are you going to get in? That's pretty tough Absolutely to get in. not. It's you actually, like, one of the harder like harder. Yeah, schools it's, it's very hard. Yeah, so I will have to maintain about a 4.0 exercise <laughs> science GPA <laughs> or science GPA, yeah. What was your high school GPA? Uh, 2.276. Yeah, we're at a 2.5 right now. And going down. Going down. It's like an elevator. Going down, anybody? So, yes, that is that is the goal right now. Um, I believe in you, Joel. Th- thanks, Grant. I appreciate it. I don't. You know, Someone will take the you. Day, the day that I uh, no. get accepted into grad school, Jack Weisenberger will be getting the <laughs> – Anyways, am I, did I answer every single thing in my question? I don't know. I'm gonna be honest. Okay, so I, last thing we were I heard you needed to. Science. I heard you needed to maintain a 4.0 and then we all kind no, of just 4.0 science GPA, which is probably not achievable. Okay, given the fact physics is a science. I believe first year I'm taking uh, bi- uh, bi- either you biology, take some sort of chemistry, biology, or like health and human sciences or something like that. Was, I just had my meeting the other day. And I don't remember it. How do you feel about switching to communications? Oh, funny. Clearly, uh, as we know in this podcast, I'm not going to uh, No, you've already so. gotten a start in it. Why not consider it, you know? That is a valid Journalism? Point. You'd be a great in journalism. Business administration. BA. Guys. Get a BA. There you go. Master's in business administration, actually, is what I'd be going into. But we'll, we'll see what's going to happen. Uh, I don't exactly know. That was an opportunity at another school that I was looking at. But Ohio Dominican's my home. Uh, I wanted to be a teacher. They don't have an education major, so... We're stuck with What were you going to teach? Uh, Don't say how. Anyth- anything but gym. <laughs> you look like a, you could be a gym teacher. Seriously, what were you going to teach? I know uh, your, brother, a, your brother was originally going to teach yeah, math. Probably, well, what happened? Are we, are we still on? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Uh, it was going to be. This guy. Probably. 28 episodes and you can't even figure it out. No, probably history. I feel like I have a pretty. History? Sp- yeah. You, you wanted to present the same slideshow for your whole career? That's valid. Uh, That's I mean, valid, Brock. You know, it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be that bad given what I see Miss Gallagher and Miss Westrick do in class. I'm sure I could definitely. I'm uh, being completely honest. I have fully considered being a teacher as well. Yeah. Same history. Dude, do you okay? This is like no Brock, no dish at them. I think you'd be good at it. I think you'd be park, good at park it. Park Ranger. That's Brock's calling. I'm telling you. Like you said that last week. That it's because they can teach the same powerpoints over and over and over again. Because they, they're there for 30 years. Mr. Rogers wanted to be a social studies teacher. He still does. You're in, you're in. He still does. And yeah. you just you don't seem like you have to change your plan. Your yeah. You know. I mean, I've, we've had history teachers that I'm sure we've been doing the same book assignments since they were given in 1996. Miss Westrick and Miss Gallagher, like, this is no shade towards them, but the, those have been my teachers the last two years. And Good people. Yeah, fantastic teachers, I, I will say, even though they do do the same stuff. Um, it's it's really like impressive how far they were able to drag along their lessons and not develop new stuff. Oh say. my gosh, like, that's a no, shot. No shade, that's though. A shot in the dark. No, these are like Miss Westrick's getting a grad party invitation. I'll consider Miss Gal. Oh, you know, you uh, know it's Grant. fluid. Do you want to do you want to see where we're at in the document? We're 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 playing it. We're playing it by year, man. I just, have, I just been asking questions. This is what we have. We're just playing it by year. Grant, this is kind of, you know, this is kind of how pods go, man, right. you know? Yeah, boys, we might get kicked out today. No, no, Joel, stop it. 
You're going to get kicked out. You keep saying stupid stuff. I, but, you I told you we're going to have the longest podcast. It's all right. You know, you just kind of go with the flow. I kind of like that now idea. This, it's sending I only, it out I only with have a bag. three English this, assignments to do tonight. Why? They were all due yesterday. I got to do a reading ladder. I gotta oh, that's due Thursday. Reading ladder's due Thursday. I got to figure out how to do a single calculus problem. See, I have to start oh. my reading ladder. Well, yeah, it's due Thursday. But now this is this is a question I've been waiting for, Grant, and I know you are going to deliver a very astute, astute, big word answer. Um, heading into this week's flashback, this is where we review a controversial or hot topic that may spark a debate in the community. And this week, we wanted to leave the debate completely <laughs> open to you guys for any hot topic or debate worthy of any thought that comes to your mind. So, fire away, big guy. This can go a lot of places. <laughs> That's why we, we like this. Grant's got a... Exactly. That's why we left it open because your brain, Grant, it it's one of the seven wonders of Is the world. Local? Can what? Be whatever, be whatever right. you want to talk about. I have a great question. Great, great answer or question? Well, I have, I have actually I have like two or three of these. Sure. We'll Fire start em. with number one. Um, so if you had to win any sports trophy, That's what? Not at all what the question was asking. Oh. <laughs> Bob can answer this one. No, reread. Okay, so we're gonna reread the question for Grant. Uh, this week, we wanted to leave this debate completely open to you guys. And any hot topic or debate-worthy thought that you could have come to mind, we want you to talk about. Um, do you think there's such thing as dumb questions? Um, I think there's such a thing as dumb people. And you there's, are no, there's dumb questions depending on the topic. Like, of the uh, – I said that wrong. I don't take social. Brock? I'm an AP psych. Well, I right, I on raising the minimum wage last semester. Did what? It did get raised, though, so you had some. I, I did I get a little pay bump. Me, too. Let's go. Who was excited about that? They, they heard uh, Brock Vogel was coming. In. I was actually against raising it. So. Oh. Oh. Never mind. <laughs> but when but you I, saw I, I am against raising it until my paychecks get bigger. That is the truth. <laughs> I, I remember I, I had one of the greatest debates in history. It was me and Jake Tenney versus Elena Nacheski and Sophia Helton, I think. Oh, boy. We show up and we have three things written down on our document, and one of them like completely didn't was not surrounded behind like what we were doing, and they pull up with like a four-page packet with like full of graphs and charts and everything, and it was over legalizing prostitution. That's what we were defending. Oh, brother Reed, and it was it was terrible. But we we won somehow after we said we don't have any opening statements. Is there a difference between dumb and stupid? Stop! Stop right there. What? This this kid right here is intelligent. All right. Oh, we Grant, know. Grant we might know. be the smartest dumb person. Yeah, that exactly. kid's smart. I'm gonna take that as a compliment. That kid is smart. Okay. I don't see. I don't see. I don't see you in CCP physics or calculus. Yeah, it makes no sense to me how Grant does um, it. My GPA is just fine. Um, it is a just over a three five. So that is nuts. I am a pretty. That good, is pretty good. But some people would say. Um, my brain has a good way of just finding I, good I, things I, to I talk about. Grant's brain is wired a little differently than others. <laughs> he is very smart, but just some of the words that come out of his mouth just do not portray that at times. But Grant, mm. when it comes to math, science, or like weird trivia facts, he's got it down <laughs> compared to most people. Like Grant's better than me in math, but when it comes to like a basic conversation dude grant would never know grant is starting to get calculus really like i'm starting to fade out a little bit i'm like i'm kind of over it but grant these past three weeks has been dialed in you know what i discovered today what 
You know what else chat GTP can do? GPT. Calculus? GPT. It can do calculus. It can do calculus? I, I discovered that. That's a game changer. I was like, it, it, it breaks it down step That's by a step. game changer, Brock. That is a game changer. I'm going to walk in and be like, look at this. Didn't even need the key. All right, I have a question. So I don't know if you've seen these on social media, but... There's these they're calculator cases that you stick your phone in. Um, I've thought about purchasing one. I don't know if you guys have, but I thought about making that purchase. Yeah, well, one of my uh, friends. How do you like disguise it though when they like walk past? So it's so it just looks like a calculator from the top, right? But on the back side, there's a little hole for your camera hole, and you take pictures of it on Photomath, and it shows you how to work just like the calculator <laughs> would. It's genius. <laughs> Oh my God. And I've thought about purchasing one, but I morally cannot cheat on a test, so. I'm the same way. That's why my grades are so Rock bad. on, brother. Hit him just, that's or you just don't show up for class. Anyways, but, you know. uh, what would you guys say your biggest pet peeve about each other is? Um, mine is the way he says, manette. Um, that would be one of my bigger pet peeves. And <laughs> my other one is, is he can never get to any place in the time he says. Um, he's usually a 15-minute late guy at Fashionably like late kind of dude. All right, let me defend myself. First of all, I don't know why I say the word minute. Minute. It's, it, just, it just comes out that way. Minute sounds forced. Um, in terms of the late category, I will admit I would rather be late than on time to most situations, as, as we just saw. I like, I like being the last person there, not the first person. Mm. Um, Gets rid of that awkward that's, air. That's just that's just how I'm. The only thing I'm on time to is fishing tournaments, and that's the honest truth. Everything else, I'm normally. God bless you. Or I'll say I'll say I'll be there. I'll say I'll be there in ten minutes when I'm really like twenty minutes away, so that like the person is prepared for me to be there. That's mm. that's also one of my go-to moves. Um, my last pet peeve I'm gonna say is when he talks fishing on the lake, he all of a sudden becomes southern. So he so, goes like southern, southern, southern. Anyways, he goes. <laughs> He goes, y'all catch anything yet? He just magically turns that down south. Alabama it's crazy. slang, man. It's like it's like it's like you already know it's gonna come because it's that's how he talks on the water. It's it's immaculate. Wait, you said that's how he talks like down south in Alabama or what? No, that's just how he talks on the water whenever no, he's fishing. Okay, so there's like a different dialect when it comes to fishing. Like you just say things that sound kind of country-ish, but I don't really like. It just depends. Go ahead and dig in on me. I got a lot of them. I got. I I really I can't. Um, I got one for great. Yeah, Say it. Go, go for it. it. Why are you putting the mic on through <laughs> the table? <laughs> um, I, I think this is what I referenced, I think, was it last week when we, or two weeks ago? Um, we were talking about Andrew Beeks, but Grant, you also have the inability to care about what anyone thinks about you, and it's very incredible. It's admirable. That's not a pet peeve. I feel like No, but I'm just I'm saying, um, like, that's a, that's a sure, thing. Joel didn't understand the question. No, I understand what a pet peeve is, Jack. My biggest pet peeve about you is you don't know what to shut your mouth. Oh, okay. I've been told that before. I talk a lot, and I, yeah, I'm okay with it. Okay, Joel. No, my biggest pet peeve about Grant is you'd think he's 75 years old because the time when the time hits 1030, it's, all right, well, I'm going to get going now. And it is like it is clockwork. Anytime we're hanging out, every we could all be having a good time all hanging out, and it's just, all right, well, I think I need to go home. Every single, he's the first person to leave everywhere. My my defense is um, I feel like I'm pretty good at reading a room and when everyone's ready to go home, so I'm the one that makes the awkward of, all right, it's time to go home. And I would say 95% okay. of the time, everyone follows in my footsteps. Well, I feel like but, when, no, it, when it, someone it, leaves a gathering, more people follow them. 
Like they don't want you. Never want to be the first person. And I'm the first person, and I break that tension for everyone involved. I do that at family reunions. I do that at friend get-togethers. It's always good to have a friend. Ah, funeral. 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 Okay. Well, get, get me on the topic of funerals. Um. Oh yeah. I think let's, funerals let's have to be one of the most awkward things ever. I completely in life. agree. That's because because you're walking by your loved one, right? And not necessarily, but yeah, a loved one or family friend or something like that. And and you ever see how they like. They put a person in a casket. Don't they almost look fake? Well, they, they put makeup on them so that they look good. Because people want to walk past it when it's an open casket and say... Yeah, they do like the blue Kool-Aid but, or whatever. Like, oh, God. And everyone dresses up to like celebrate this person's life. But, you know, I've, I've told my family, if I ever die, um, I just want everyone to come up in PJs. When and, you die. And chill. Because I feel like it's a celebration of my life. And I was not a... Like, I don't... I'm not a cross the T's, dot my eyes, guys. I mean, I'm a little sloppy, you know... I don't always dress the best, and I know that, and I'm okay with this. So I just think, you know, my funeral, I just like to have everyone chill and dress like Grant for the day and just wear sweatpants and a sweatshirt. You know, they used to let my, my dad and his uh, my uncles out of, out of school at St. Francis to be pole bearers at Coil, Coil Funeral Home, and they'll think this is funny because they just told me about this. So, like, Mr. Coyle, who, owned, who used to own Coil Funeral Home, would call, like, St. Francis and say, hey, I need joe weisenberger or i need cj weisenberger and like four of their friends to come help me be a pole bearer for a funeral so it's like community service hours because they went to st francis right so they're already wearing a coat and tie so they just get out of school every day with that they needed them and they'd just be pole bearers for some random funeral and then they'd make like 20 bucks back in 19 the mid to late 80s just doing pole barrels on the side that is a great side hustle i know and then he goes there was this one day that we were bringing it up the steps and he heard the body like moving and it hit like the back edge and it went thud as they're setting it down at the funeral. Oh. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that'd be can't do that as much anymore. But being a pole barrel, pole bearer during high school would have been pretty cool. What would you say is a phrase that you live your life by? Um, live every day like it's your last. Um, I kind of say that because you know um, a lot of people try to like plan their future and like super far in advance and. Um, I've kind of learned in my past experience of, like, tearing my ACL. Tomorrow's not promised. Therefore, like, live today. Um, that's kind of the motto I live by because, like, like I planned out my entire future. Like, I thought I was going to go to some Power 5 college, and obviously that's not, not the way God intended it to go. So I just say just live live for today because tomorrow may not they may not be here. Someday you're going to wake up, or someday you're not going to wake up, and that's your last day. So I live, live every day like it's your last, baby. Carpe diem. Uh, I don't know if it's really a phrase, but one time I heard someone say that, like, like you got to work hard when no one's looking, and I feel like I really, I really took that to heart. You guys, what happened to the spelling bee? Yeah, let's get, let's let's get to the spelling bee. Let's guys. do the spelling. All bee, right. Well, baby. if you know one thing about me is I suck at spelling, so it's gonna be a rough one for me at least. Okay, so I do have to preface one thing: is the first round, or for, for the first round, Grant looked up his word before the uh, podcast so now we're going to hop into this week's a special segment for this week um that is being a spelling bee this is where we're going to give you five words and each getting harder as the game goes on whoever spells the most words correctly after five rounds wins if there is a tie there will be a six round if no one is able to spell that correctly the competition will end in a tie i would just like it to be known that this competition is rigged because my words are significantly harder. We had to level the playing field is what I told Grant. If if, 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 if we had the same level of words, this would be a walk away. Victory. Okay. Hand, right. hand Grant the mic. Have at it, man. Jack, you want to read it? Are we, are we alternating words? Yes. yes. Grant, for today's first round, 
your word is Seattle. So if you wouldn't mind, please can you, spell. Can you? Can Seattle. I get a def- Can I get a definition? Seattle. <laughs> Seattle <laughs> is the city in the Pacific Northwest. Is there any other terms that may be used in Seattle um, Seahawks? Yeah. <laughs> you have ten seconds. S E A T T A L E. Seattle. <laughs> Ding! I am sorry. That is incorrect. You really thought there was an A there at the end? <laughs> the correct Seattle. spelling of Seattle is S E A T T L E. Seattle. What's Seattle, Joel? That was close. Yeah, that was. Right, the what's what's Seattle day was probably one of the best moments of my my football career. We're, I, I've said this before, but we're sitting in a meeting, and Grant leads over to me and so says Seattle on the board. And he he's like, Joel, what's Seattle? And it was the funniest thing ever. We got a new blitz this week. <laughs> uh, Brock, your first word is going to be accommodate. Please spell accommodate. <laughs> <laughs> That's not it. No, I got this. You got Let him cook. A-C-C-O-M-I-D-A-T-E. No. Ding! A-C-C-O-M-M-O-D-A-T-E. There's two That's Cs. Not yes, it is. Yes, There's it two is. Cs and two Ms. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen. At the score remains tied at zero after Brock thought this would be a walk in the park. Um, we are now in – that is true. We are you now spelled accommodate wrong. Even I could spell yeah, what, that. What is, what, is, what is the definition of accommodate? That means to make change in order to satisfy someone's needs. Oh, that is very good. good All right. We are now going to hop into round number two. You know, let's do, <laughs> let's do juxtaposition. <laughs> no, no. Give him Columbus. Give him Columbus. Okay, fine. Do you want Columbus? Your word is Columbus. C O L. U-M-B-U-S. Yes, that, that is, is correct. Columbus. Brock takes the lead one to nothing, heading to I got, I thought round I got the last point. number three. I thought I spelled hippopotamus right. You, oh, it's right. It's one to one. Okay, well, we're changing this word. He has ruined the spelling bee, but okay. Brock, it is tied one to one. We will head it over to you. Your no, it's going to word is juxtaposition. <laughs> what does that mean? The juxtaposition of the railway. That is our sentence. <laughs> I told Joel that just like when you watch the spelling bee on TV, you have to have a sentence in case they need it. And he goes, Shit. no, they won't need it for any of these words. J-U-X-T-P-A. Sound it out. P-A-P-O-S-I-T. Okay. I-O-N? Juxtaposition? Ding! I was I'm close. sorry, that is incorrect. The correct spelling of juxtaposition is J-U-X-T-A-P-O-S-I-T-I-O-N. Juxtaposition. I do want to... You have okay. to spell the word correctly. Round... Nope, it's Grant's word. Oh, oh yeah, word it is, because we, we had he to see... He is stumbling, he made this segment. <gasps> Yeah, well, Jack changed the way around I did, I all didn't the change words. the format. Okay, but I didn't I was, change the format. You changed the words that I, I didn't wanted, change which the made, format. makes me extremely mad. I didn't I'm change the mad. format, though, did I, Rogers? Grant, no. spell coffee. Your word's coffee. C-O-F-F-E-E. Wow. Grant, congratulations. Right. Hey, I'm going to tell you, I got a story behind Grant, coffee. So they threw, the word, they, they threw the word coffee in here because in the fifth, fifth grade spelling bee, my round one word was coffee, and I spelled it without two E's. And anyways... If I yes. spelled coffee right, 
I, they would have made me go in front of the whole elementary school and spell words and thank the Lord I didn't because I could not spell any of the words after that. <laughs> and I'm glad you remember that so vividly. All right. It is time for round number four. Now with the score, what is the score, 2-2? Two 2-1. Two? Two one. Two one, Grant. Okay, Grant. You are going to the University of Toledo, which features rockets. And rockets are done and created through a lot of aerospace engineering. Oh, you're done. So <laughs> can you please spell aerospace? <laughs> <laughs> right. This is going to be a rough one. Aerospace. Um, can we use it in a definition? We just did. Aerospace engineering. <laughs> aerospace engineering is used to build rockets. Can I get a definition, actually, not a sentence, please? Uh, aerospace. Aerospace is the study, the study of, rocket of rockets in space. Okay. A-R-O. No, no. I, <laughs> no, nope, this is it. You got to gotta keep going. All right. S-P-A-C-E, aerospace. Wrong. I'm sorry. Ding. That is incorrect. A-E-R-O. S P A C E. Brock, your word is Renaissance. Please spell Renaissance. Leonardo DiCaprio was a famous painter. <laughs> oh, I know what the Renaissance, the Renaissance is. Oh my <laughs> God! Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> you idiot! Jesus Christ! Joel moment. Joel's, Joel's idi- idiocy is rubbing off on me tonight. Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> Holy God! All right, all right, all right, all right, I got this. You are who you're sitting around, I guess. Good grief! R E N. Wait, R E N? Yes. Don't help out. I N. No, that's not right. Renaissance. It's either S A I N C E, I think. Okay. Dig. Renaissance is spelled R E N. A I S S A N C E. I knew it was something like that. That's t- that was a tough one. Lines. Wait till you see your. I, I don't word. even feel bad because I know you had to Google those words to know how to spell them. Joel did not. this. Joel did I this. Know Joel can't spell Renaissance. I know. <laughs> What's my last word, right? This is yeah. This is your last right. word. It is two could, one Grant. I, I you could, could seal the deal, deal here with this word. Uh, so we're gonna have Brock go first. <laughs> Brock. Your final word is aesthetic. <laughs> Please spell aesthetic. Yeah. This music is aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> this is really dug in the dictionary for these ones. This is a tough one. I can see it. I can't spell it. I know it starts with A E. Okay. That's that's okay. S. High T T H E T I C. That is correct. That is correct. Aesthetic A E S T H E T C. Okay. To win the spelling bee, the first thing in my entire life I've ever won was spelling. Here we go. This is an easy one. This is an easy one. Not for Grant. Grant, your word or your final word is Northwestern. Please spell Northwestern. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> Rogers, that's a All good right, one. Here we go. Northwestern. Western? 
Ah, ah, Brian. Western or Western? Right. Can I get a? Can I get? Can you nope. say the word again? Joel will not be going to school at Northwestern. All right. Well, we got to start with the word north. So N O R T H. Oh, brother. North. N O U. Northwestern. So Western. W E S T R E N. Western. Oh, man. So we're going to the sixth round, folks. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Northwestern. N-O-R-T-H-W-E-S-T-E-R-N. Northwestern. Oh. Um, Grant, since you cannot seal the deal, it's tied 2-2 as we go into round six. Grant, your word is specialty. Please spell specialty. Spelling is your specialty. S P E I C I T L Y specialty. Okay. Specialty. Ding. Specialty is spelled S P E C I A L T Y. You say H. You didn't say H. Oh boy! Can I, do you want me to read the next one, or could you get? Do you got it? You can read it. Okay. He, Brock can't spell this one. Brock. So since it's tied two-two, you have no shot. You have no what's shot. Next, what's next? Automatopia. <laughs> pretty <laughs> close. <laughs> pretty <laughs> close. Super what now? Transient. Transient. Oh, Ooh. that's a hard one. That's not that bad. That's easier. A lot easier. All right, well, yeah, start with Considering trans. I'd never heard of this word, we'll give you a new one. N-S. I-E. Oh, this is... He's so... Oh, come on, Brock. Transient. <laughs> oh, my God, he's so cool. T-R-A-N-S-I-E-N-T. That is correct, Brock. You have won the spelling bee. Congratulations. Squeaked it out. <laughs> Squeaks it out, folks. Unbelievable. As I have now. Yeah, unbelievable, folks. Aerospace is not hard work. Aerospace is Air- much is easier than autochthonous. Joel, do you think you could spell aerospace? A E R O. Exactly. Space, yeah. Aerospace. That's probably right. Hey, Jordan. Um, do you want to spell It's A. Auto, yeah. that's tough. That's Talk for us. You really could have gotten it. Well, here, here's here's one for you, Grant. You might, Joel may be able to spell, but in episode 19 with Marcia Swanson, couldn't put Planets. the planets in order. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I could do that either. Do it right now. Honest. Do it right now. Right. So can I start the first away? Or can I start? So yeah. I'm gonna go with Pluto first. That's, Even not, though a that's not a planet. I gotta start with Pluto. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I can do this actually. Um, we got Pluto, uh, Venus, um, Jupiter, okay, Mars, Earth. Okay. Um, oh man, uh, the little planets—the ones that get you. <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna be honest. Earth and Earth and in, I don't know. 
Oh no. <laughs> you are, you're missing some How many ones. planets are there? Eight? I have no hey, idea. Hey, let me tell you what, I can name all the Great Lakes though. And I can also say my alphabet backwards. Do that. Please, That's please actually do that. very impressive. Look all up. right. Z, Y, X, W, V, U, T, S, R, Q, P, O, N, M, L, K, J, I, H, G, F, E, D, C, B, A. That is your Z, Y, X for you, folks. That was so impressive. Dude does it every day. I you know, can't. Did you know you spent like a whole week trying to figure that out? <laughs> I did not spend a week of my life. I spent like a day and a half learning it. So calm down. It, that's what he does at work. Wait, when did you learn it? My brother learned the ZYX, <laughs> and so I cannot let him one up me. So therefore, I learned it. And it only took <gasps> oh about a day and a half, God. and I learned it during football season. Watch, hey, was this last gonna, year that you learned it? I learned it during my senior year at football season. And hey, let me tell you a secret to life, folks. If you play football, it is the easiest time to learn something. And it's proven because, you know, you get a lot of head-to-head contact, and that makes your brain, makes the blood flow to the brain, which makes it grow faster. That's Grant Science for you. Grant Science. That is, oh, my goodness. Now, I got a brain buster for you. This might be easy for you, but if you were stuck, which one would you rather be stuck in, English class or calculus class for a full year and why? Um, if we be honest, I kind of enjoy English this year. It may not be the best at spelling or really like reading, but my teacher makes it all worth it, and I, I kind of thoroughly enjoy English class this year, so I'd say English. Who's your teacher? Miss Wagner. Big shout-out to her. Uh, I was I've picked heard. for student of the month by her, and um, we really started off the year kind of vibing with each other. Like, she just got my sense of humor, and the whole year's been great. And it's a beautiful thing. It's, it's, yeah, she's probably one of my favorite English teachers, so I'd have to say her. She's, she's, she's a real one. I don't think Student of the Month matters as much You've as never some, received it. I have actually from Miss Holwinski this year. What? He turned in two homework assignments and all of a sudden he was student of the month. <laughs> I got I got a I got a hot take. No, I thought of a hot take. Oh yeah. Talking about local things and current events, I guess. Is, what's your guys' take on jacket way tickets? You you a fan of them, not a fan of them? Like I'm in. What's I'm your a, take? I'm a fan, but I don't turn them in because I have tenth period lunch and I leave early. I've had a sour taste in my mouth with Jackaway tickets since middle school when they started doing it because the first year I got zero. I'm, I'm talking about none. <laughs> and after and I, they'd give them anyway. If you did your homework, you got one, not well, me. Sometimes Ever it's a badge of honor day, to get zero because it means you're just an outstanding individual. But, I mean, it's all right. We're going to be out of there in, what, seven days? Um, let's see. Whatever. Graduation's the 21st. Next week is exams. You excited for exams? You have to take any exams? Yes. Yeah, I was gonna say. Speaking of seven days, exams. Um, I think I only have to take one exam this semester, and that's my I think English so too. exam. I so think so too. Good for you guys. If I, if I really, so we have three English assignments, and I'm sitting. It's it's delicious. I'm, I'm sorry. Point seven five. I needed this. From A-. It's it's been a long day. I needed this patty melt right no now. No one cares, bro. I need okay, I'm sorry, Brock. <laughs> if I do good on these couple English assignments, I might have to take zero exams. One thing I would like to say is, as everyone knows, uh, senioritis is a very big thing. I have to take all five of my exams. What? How are you that stupid? Uh, no, Joel, Joel, Joel. Hypothetically speaking, if you got 100% on that physics test we took last week, you wouldn't have to take it. Because it replaces all of our grade, remember? There's, but I, I mean, there's, there's no very, way. very. I mean, I'm talking slim. Even you, you getting 100 percent is no, very I, slim. I think I'm gonna have to reassess. I didn't do very. Yeah, good. I mean, if I reassess, no, you're not reassessing. No, I will. With with a week left, you're gonna reassess. Oh, I'll yeah. I'll go. I'll go in after school tonight. Well, it probably won't even be graded till 
freaking next week. Hey. Really? I'm shout out to Chris Holinski for that. That's impressive. I just have a quick question. How you guys struggling with normal physics? I mean, I'm I'm holding it down in CCP, and I mean, I'm holding it down hard. I heard you got a 33 out of 60 on the last test. Um, well, you see, um, I got a 36 out of 60, but Damn. anyways, Here we go. I can drop my lowest test score since I do all my homework like a goody good tutu. <laughs> a what? Tutu? A goody good what now? A goody two shoes? <laughs> a goody good tutu, baby. <laughs> hey, you're close. Like I said, 90% of what I say is accurate. The other 10% is all on the fly. I'd say it's more of a coin flip. That, but now, that's a motto to live by right there. Yeah, you just got to be enough correct that that people think you're correct. And, correct. Yeah. correct enough. Exactly. You got to be, be correct like 90, 90% is fact some, most of the time, and that's enough for people to be like, hmm, that must be right. And Yeah, that's how you sway facts your way in life if you ever needed to know. I could see Thanks, that. Grant. Thank, thank you for your insight. I can honestly see that. What does a typical day in the life look like for you two? Um, are we talking in season, out of season for Both. me? Talking like weekend, like right now. Weekend. Yeah. What do you? Yeah. What are you boys doing? Well, right now. Well, what's a day look like with the boys too? Okay. So, well, right now, um, I go to school. Um, sometimes I wake. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and lift. Sometimes I don't. It just kind of depends what I have the day a- the night after. So, um, I go to school all day, and then usually I go to the gym for like an hour, hour and a half. I normally at the gym like I'll. I'll, I'll hit my workout, which Toledo has sent to us, and then I'll condition after the gym, getting ready for football. And then after that, I hit up the shower, get a little snacky snack before dinner, um, eat <laughs> dinner. After dinner, I watch a movie and go to bed and rinse and repeat day after day after day. All right, so my days vary a little bit, depending if it's in the week or on the weekend, and if I have work or not. But if I have work, I get up, go do my six periods of school, go to work, stack some fruit. The days I don't have work... I go to school, head home, hook my boat up, and fish till dark. And that no goes power lifting, power loading. Yes, power correct. loading. I, I'm, I'm done power loading. Um, I'm talking on the <laughs> weekends though. I mean, you can ask Grant. Have I ever really made time for my friends instead of fishing? Um, so this guy's motto is is he can hang out with us later when fishing is not available, which I get. But I I live by the motto first in, last out. So. If it's just a normal day, I will be there when the sun's coming up, and I'll be putting my boat on the trailer when the sun's coming down. And he isn't lying, folks. You ever go fishing with him, a light day for him is like eight hours on the water. And that's not, that's discluding the drive. So that's like at least a 10-hour day is a light day for him when he's driving, putting in that boat, and fishing. And, and they're long days, let me tell you. And I don't know how he does it day after day, but good for him, man. How are you going to get all your snacks, Grant, if you're on the boat all day? Oh, uh, I he. He provides good snacks. I actually ate something you left in my boat from about a month ago, a couple days ago. <laughs> I was a little hungry. And was it opened? It was no, it was sealed. It was a granola bar. It was a chewy bar, and I ate it, and it was good. Because that is one thing I forget a lot: is boat snacks. I will say, when Brock's expecting you, he is one of the best, um, best captains out there. And you don't really have to do much when it comes to docking the boat or anything like that. He's got power tools for it, and. And power pulls, and he's got that for it, and he, he puts you right on the fish, I'll be honest with you. And he, he normally he, had, he normally loads boat snacks up when I get ready to go with them because he knows I, I like to sit in the back and just let the waves sway me and eat some food. So he's pretty good at, a, at accommodating what I like. And I'd say he's a good good at putting you on the fish. He actually put me on my, my best bass, which was almost a five-pounder. So I'd like to thank him, give him a big shout-out. Brock, Brock's Guide Services, hit him up in about five years. College doesn't work out. That's my future. Now we're going to get into one of our hardest-hitting segments on the show called Bold Prediction. 
What is your bold prediction that you have for the rest of 2023? Something you think is going to happen? In what aspect? Anything. Any, any aspect. It's an open-ended question. Uh, I think Toledo Rockets are going to bring home another MAC championship, baby. There we go. Well, I guess we're going to do that. I got University of North Alabama's fishing team is going to bring home school of the year next year. Hey, two rings to match, baby. Oh, matching rings. Look at you guys. That would be a good photo. You guys like standing back to back. It's gonna be a thirty, thirty for thirty or whatever. Yeah, we're, All right. we're gonna be that two-minute Sunday night clip whenever, like after a football game that kicks on and everyone like flips <laughs> no, <dude>. the channel. <laughs> Bro- <laughs> Brock and his son are gonna be like the, the uh, what? B- no, you're gonna have a kid named Trout Vogel. We already discussed. Trout Vogel. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. He's gonna be the LeBron James and Brownie of uh, fishing. That's that's what's gonna happen. All right, boys. All right. Do you have any fishing sponsorships? No, not really. Um, Get at him. I got my dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good who one. He supports, but no, they're pretty hard to come by. If I'm being honest, uh, luckily in college we get a lot of we have a lot of good sponsors that help support us on the road and help us travel. So that's something I'm looking forward to, and couldn't do without them. That's for sure. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to say show. I'd like to say his dad is a very generous, um, supportive, um, but. He do without him. He's great. He's looking. He's looking into a couple local places. Uh, yeah. Anyone that's listening to this podcast, if you'd be interested in supporting me in my college fishing endeavors, I will be getting my boat wrapped potentially, depending if the amount of funds is raised or not. So, if you are interested, contact me at brockvogelfishing at gmail and we can get talking. <laughs> that was a great plug, if I do say so myself. That was shameless. I love it. And if you're looking for any NIL endeavors of a Toledo Rocket, you can email me at grantzimmerly75 at yahoo.com. Grant, you want to be sponsored by Kumon? Uh, I would like would Kumon. Kumon. Are you interested in sponsoring me? Rock's boat is I selling for not enough funds for a little corner. Yeah. For a little corner. I want, I want a Grant big, is open to any NIL I want a 3 by 5 chunk, and you can have 1,000. Okay. Oh, well, I'll, I'll, my, my boat will be all it's going to say Kumon of Perrysburg. Yep. Never mind. Never mind. Kumon, but yes, to answer your question, Kumon, if they're interested in an NIL opportunity, they can reach out. To okay. either of us. Both of us would be very appreciative. I will definitely plug you guys to my parents. What do you get? Okay. Um, if it's not too late, I kind of have a question. Oh, it's oh, never too late. No, I, you're good. I actually have two questions for the whole table. So we'll start with question number one, which some of you may have heard this, but <laughs> – it's a question of what are your top five bowls? I'm oh. talking any bowl. And I need a I need a one through five bowl. Now, now right. you got to think. Okay, okay. Well, exactly. I got, I'm going to give you some prefaces. You got to think creative bowls. So, like the Super Bowl would be a bowl. Can I give my a bread bowl? That's a bowl. So you got to think creative about this question. So, um, right. number one gravy. is a tie between it's a one A one B kind of thing. It's Chipotle burrito bowl. And the Super Bowl. That's good, too. You're That's putting food and the Super Bowl in the same sentence? <laughs> absolutely. Look at him. Oh, that's too No, far. that is, that is you know absolutely what? You know fair. what, Joel? Have a cookie. I don't Have need a cookie. cookie. You I, don't, need I don't need a cookie. Take the cookie. I don't want to. Take no. the, well, no. I, one's for me. Of All course right. it is. No. So I'm, oh, d- just skip right over me. Oh. Oh. Did you want another cookie? I didn't even get to, I didn't even get to yeah, my... You cut them Did you want cookie? Oh, my Good cookie. This is the best episode ever. This is just how I envisioned it would go. Mm-hmm. Probably it went a little bit better than I thought it would. But number three has got to be Hothead's pretty good. I like a Hothead bowl. Um, you got a Cantado bowl? Have not. 
heard that place is terrible. Yeah, I've also heard bad things about it. I, yeah, there's no, there's not really other like many other bowls like toilet bowls. Uh, I like the bathroom. That's pretty cool. I don't have a five. What's, what's yours, Grant? Uh, I can kind of speed run this. So I've thought about Please this do. question. Thinking about this hard. Number one, obviously the Super Bowl. That is an undefeated bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, don't know if you're gonna like this. I'm a big bread bowl guy. No, that's gonna be my number two. I've ever had a bread. My very, number three, I, I will go that. with Joel the Chipotle Bowl. Mm-hmm. My number four is the cereal bowls with the little straws in them because you can drink your milk. <laughs> Perfect. That is the best invention ever. And last but not least, you got to put the toilet bowl, man. I use it on a daily basis. Yep. All right. Um, I'm starting at number five. Um, I'm going to go with uh, the Rose Bowl. Mm. A little different approach here. Uh, number four, I'm going to go with, would you consider Tupperware a bowl? Because sure. Where, where would you be without Tupperware? Nowhere. I'm I mean, saying. what would life be would without be? Tupperware for the fridge? Well, Wrapping up your leftovers all the time? We Come might on. not be sitting here. Unless you're like me and Jack, you don't really get leftovers. But See, my, oh, I have leftovers. I eat a lot of leftovers. Um, Joel eats other people's leftovers and calls them leftovers. Absolutely. That's the problem. The three spot, Absolutely. I'm going to say the Super Bowl. Three? Just, I mean, I, I'm a football fan. I'm not the biggest football fan, so that's kind of that kind of you know diminishes my viewpoint. Uh, I'm gonna take. Oh, I kind of went out of order. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know another one. I'm gonna say Chipotle for one or two. You get a two-way tie for the same thing. Uh, actually, no. I'll take Chipotle chicken bowl and one, and Chipotle uh, bowl with beef number two, steak, whatever you call it. Mm. That's it. That is. Jack Weisenberger, what is your top five bowls? You know, mm, we've had this debate in calculus before. He brings it up every once in a while. Talking about bowls, and it, it's just, like, totally lost. Like, where is this coming from? But number one, Super Bowl. We're just going to put it there because, like, it's it's unlike anything else, you know. It's a big party, and you're watching the game, and people who don't care about football pay attention for the halftime show like that's part of it you that know? is that's one of the best best parts of super bowl honestly is this halftime show immaculate number 2 i'd put the toilet bowl um just because that got honorable mention on it, my list i i i'm i'd put it there because if i'm being honest you know you spend a lot of time there it clears your head where you have a lot of great thoughts on the toilet mm-hmm. bowl so it just really clears your mind you get a lot off your plate and uh, allows you to really that's put a perspective. Some of my, that's some of my finest Best thinking on the on the toilet, right? Yeah. So, number three, I'd go with Chipotle. I mean, yes, Joel. Goggles around. Oh, Sorry. goggles. Well, they, they, we'll they get have, sidetracked. Yeah. Number three, if we're going to count these as a bowl shaped goggles right now, especially during the game of Senior Super Soakers, which Senior Assassin. Senior Assassin. Sorry, you know, got to be politically correct nowadays because everyone gets their feelings hurt. I I tell you, but. Senior Super Soaker, 21 teams of four trying to eliminate each other 22. with water guns. 22. 21, tw- whatever, doesn't matter. Going to just be there till the end playing Senior Super Soakers. And if you have more questions about that, that's, this is not the place. We kind of ran out of time for that. But, uh, yeah, it's a good list. All right. I guess I have two more now. I thought of another one. Um, I say let's pick the better one. Um, the, the workers are leaving. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'd have to choose. A, if you had to win, like, one trophy in all of sports, what would that trophy be? Ooh. I'm at to bring home that Lombardi, baby. What's the What's the golf one? I'm going to win the green jacket. 
Yeah, green jacket. I want that. I want to be good at golf so bad. I'm taking the fishing one. I'd rather win the Bassmaster Classic than anything. That's a good one, yeah. That's, that's a Super Bowl of bass fishing. For anyone wondering. <laughs> that, is, that is awesome. Now we're getting into our final segment called One Word. Brock, what is one word that you would use to describe Grant and why? <laughs> um, unique. Grant Grant's like no person I've ever met. So heartfelt. But not a bad like I'm not saying like he's weird or anything. He's just he's got a very interesting personality and he's also very he might be a very big and big tall guy, but he's very caring and kind at the same time. So that's why Gentle Giant. Gentle Giant, that is for sure. That is so yeah, unique. Well, the word I'd have to do with, describe with Brock is is Committed, because he I've, or no, dedicated. I'm gonna switch my word to dedicated. I've never seen someone love something so much in his life than he does love bass fishing. I mean, this guy will get up. Uh, he'll say he's hanging out till 12 at night, 12:30, and he'll get up at 4:30 in the morning to be the first one at the lake, and he'll be out there all day. And he he never complains, and he's always really like smiling whenever he's out on that water. And he is super dedicated to his sport and his craft, and. I strive to be like that with football, honestly, because it takes a special person to wake up there all day and, and fish and be out in the sun and come home and hang out with his friends. He's really dedicated. So I, that's what I, the word I do to, use to describe Brock. Whew, man. That. Boys, this has been something. This, this, <sighs> the music. This, oh, my God. There's no way. <sighs> this has truly been an incredible episode. Um, a lot of – Different thoughts going on, you know. We can come back on next we, year, Sam. We've hit, yeah, we've hit a lot of different topics, covered a lot of different things, and I just want to say thank you for sitting down and talking to us about absolutely nothing. Us. Thank you for having that me. That has absolutely been productive, was. and uh, this is it, Joel. It's kind of getting surreal right now. It is. I'm about to start crying. We got the music is so the sad. The music and really sidelines, it's like they know it's our last episode. Um, it's either that or they're trying to tell us to get out. Well, yeah. I, we've, we've been here a minute, and – we're probably pushing two hours, which, you know, that's fine. Got to let it all out this last episode. Um, just thank you to everybody who's listened to an episode, thought of listening to an episode, talked to me about an episode, had comments about an episode, anything related to an episode, thought about trying to come on for an episode, anything and everything. I just want to thank you for being a part of this very, very special journey. And it is truly something I will never forget, the 28, 29, 30 weeks. It, we, I know this is only episode 28, but we've had a couple cancel, and uh, it's just been a, it's been a wild ride. It's been uh, a wild ride. I'd like to speak from the entire school and probably most of the community. We thank you. We love you, Jack and Joel, a lot. Oh, God. And we thank you for doing this on a weekly basis and showing the dedication to giving the student athletes and faculty at the Perrysburg High School a voice. And we just wanted to say thank you so much. I'm actually you crying? You look like you're about to cry. This is like actually kind of sad. Dude. You know, who, who would have thought we would have made it this far, Jack? You know, <laughs> not us. I mean, I'm going to be honest. When you first said you were making a podcast, <laughs> I figured it would be like a three and done kind of deal. Like, who would have uh, thought we would have we would have done it like from what we could every single week until. Yeah, you, you pushed it to the limit. I mean, when you think it's about it's going to good hands, though. It's going to Sam. Oh yeah, it, it, we you'll, you'll hear those hands. boys. We wanted to do something a little more special to end it, but we just didn't quite uh didn't quite get around to it. And uh, you know, when you next hear inside the hive, it's going to have a little different look. But we just want you to remember us, the boys who started it, and uh, how absolutely wild it has been to be on this journey for 
since October 6th when we sat down with Connor Wallenzak in a crummy old high or not old but crummy high school weight room with a couple of chairs and a garage lawn table to now sitting at sidelines eating dinner talking to two of our good friends about absolutely nothing for two hours that you're going to somewhat listen to so can't thank you enough and uh, I want to pass it over to Mr. Rogers because I know there are a few things that he wants to say and uh, Joel and I want to hear it so Mr. Rogers. Uh, I gotta say that I'm gonna miss you guys. Uh, you guys killed it for a long time. Well, like seven months we've done this. Yeah, since October. Seven months we've done this, and I gotta. I'm gonna actually cry. I'm sorry. I, this, is, this is bad. I I gotta be honest. Uh, I did not anticipate you guys going in like you did and i couldn't be prouder of you guys uh we're gonna have to bring you guys back sometime uh maybe christmas next year or something like that and just get a reunion special (laughs) yeah without a doubt that would be be one of the best uh and i just anytime you guys ever need anything just let me know uh always here for you guys you guys uh did an awesome job and i know that you might not think a lot of people listen but i can't tell you how many times i'm out and about and just random people will be like hey man love the episode love the last episode everything so you guys have reached a lot of people and you should be proud of yourselves that was uh it's very uh touching i didn't expect such a kind words after he sat through so many so many uh Long, tireless Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights just sitting here away from his family when he has to listen to Joel screw up every other sentence. But, um, you know, just what a wild ride. And uh, couldn't be happier to be a part of it and end it with two better guests. So uh, signing off for the last time, this is Jack Weisenberger. This has been episode 28 of Inside the Hive a Jacket Sports Network production with Grant Zimmerly and Brock Vogel, an episode that will go down in the history books, I'm sure. Joel, we've reached that point in the episode for one final time. Give us the proper send-off that all the people deserve. I would say to the moon, baby, but I think we just landed, Jack. Thank you, Jacket Nation.